The hoy hoy. It's time for another solo episode. Did you know that before 1827, no one ever said hello? Well, at least no one actually said it as a way of greeting somebody. In fact, it was mainly used as a way of expressing surprise. It wasn't officially used as a way to greet people until the first phone was invented, at which point Thomas Edison himself insisted people answer the phone with hello. But what did these old-timey people say before hello? Well, they said ahoy, of course. Yes, just like a peg-legged pirate. In fact, the inventor of the telephone himself, Alexander Graham Bell, often answered the phone with ahoy, 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 or Mr. Burns' favorite, ahoy, hoy. Alexander Graham Bell himself was staunchly opposed to the word hello and used ahoy for the rest of his life. Everyone else, though, had a choice to make. Stick with the word that they already knew, or move on with the times and use a newfangled made-up word like hello to talk on the phone. They made their choice and they chose poorly. And as audio designers for games, we're often faced with a similarly dire choice, to work in music or sound. But we often wonder if we can do both. Do we have to work in both? What if we hate one and want to work in the other exclusively? What should we do then? Well, let's dive in and cover exactly that. So here's what we're gonna be talking about today. Part one, should we start out doing both music and sound design for our projects? Part two, does every game audio professional need to do both music and sound? And part three, what if we just want to focus on one of those two? If you're newer to the world of game audio, you may have run into the idea that some games, especially smaller indies, are looking for someone who can do both music and sound design for their project. Considering these two skill sets are different but related, it makes sense for one audio person to handle both. This is especially true on projects where budgets and audio needs aren't quite big enough to warrant hiring two separate audio people. For example, if you're primarily a composer, it may not be a bad idea to try your hand at sound design for a bit, especially to see if you like it. This will also give you an idea on how sound design works so you can communicate with the designers better later on. So considering you may be seeing a ton of projects that require you to be both a composer and a sound designer, you might be wondering if you have to start learning an entirely new skill set just to survive in game audio. But to give you a quick answer, yes, it is wise to learn at least a little about both fields and to try them both out, but you don't need to master both skill sets. Some of you who might be starting out who are doing both music and sound on smaller projects might be wondering if it needs to stay this way forever. You sure can if you want to, but you'll find that the higher you climb in the industry, the more and more specialized people will want you to be. Very few people on higher end projects have the time, inclination, skill, or even desire to do both music and sound at a top tier level. Yes, there are exceptions, but more often than not, you'll eventually find that you'll be asked to do just one over the other especially in AAA games. And I've noticed that many people just want to focus on one over the other, especially the composers among us. If you're just starting out, especially wanting to do only music work, you'll find that sound design jobs are infinitely more common. It's a far more in-demand skill, and as you're beginning your career, you'll find that you're asked to do both sound and music all the time, even if you're just a composer. But that doesn't mean you have to, which is why I suggest partnering with someone else to help you out. The people inside my game industry pro course, for example, help each other out on paying projects all the time. Usually they split it up like this. One person handles the music, the other person handles the sound design, and they both split the fee. I've personally even hired people out of that group before for the exact same purpose. Whether you're a part of my communities or any others, it's worth taking the time to find collaborators that you trust to work with in this way. For example, if you're a composer who doesn't want to do sound design, pair up with a sound designer and bring them on to all of your projects. Pay them a small chunk of your fee to do the sound design so you can just focus on the thing you want to do. The more advanced you become, the more important it is to get help. And you'll notice that doing less ironically gets you paid a lot 
more after a certain point. But a Kashi 100 layer blueberry lemon cheesecake, you ask. What if I want to do both forever? That's definitely doable. Eventually, though, you're going to need to hire some people to help you out on larger projects no matter what. Nick Arundel over at Rocksteady, developer of the Batman Arkham games, is a famous example of someone who is both a phenomenal sound designer and composer. While he does handle the majority of the music for his games and is also the studio's audio lead, there are still other amazing audio people on the team as well. It gets tougher and tougher to do it all as project sizes and budgets increase, so getting help from others is just a part of the process. And speaking of doing it all, the idea that we need to be all things to all people tends to mess up a lot of people's job applications, especially in AAA. You've probably noticed that these big companies regularly post job openings for sound designers, and because audio people are vultures descending upon the fat carcass that is work, they get hundreds if not thousands of resumes. Unfortunately, many of these applications are from composers looking to sneak their way into a game company by posing as a sound designer. They submit their resume and their profile as a composer slash sound designer. Don't do this. Most AAA companies want specialists, not generalists, when it comes to their audio departments. Don't put composer slash sound designer on your resume unless that's exactly what the studio is asking for. If you're applying for a AAA job, just be sure to show them how good you are for that specific role that they're hiring for. So let's go over what we covered today. Number one, if you're brand new to the world of game audio, then go ahead and learn at least a little bit about both music and sound design. Number two, you don't need to be a master of both fields, and you don't need to do both forever, but many entry-level indie projects will often require you to do both music and sound. Number three, if you want to do both long-term, go right ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. Eventually, though, you'll still need to hire some people to help you out as projects grow, and your focus will narrow over time. Number four, if you do want to focus on just one of the two, that's great. Find a few people you can hire onto your projects to help take care of the parts that you don't want to work on. Number five, if you're applying for a job at a AAA company, tailor your application specifically for them. If they want a sound designer, only show them your sound design skills. Make sure your resume is all about sound design and don't put composer slash sound designer on there. That will get your resume thrown in the garbage instantly. And number six, so help me, I'm bringing Ahoy Hoy back. This is my true life's purpose. So while most of us have already chosen to use Hello over the objectively superior Ahoy Hoy, the choices we get to make between doing music or sound design are a little more flexible, especially in the early days of our careers. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening as always. And considering I work in the world of video game, music, and sound, and so many people are always asking me, how they break into that field, I have a newsletter set up for you. So if you want to learn how to make music and sound effects for video games and actually be paid to do it, just go to bit.ly forward slash sound biz pod, sound B-I-Z pod. And that newsletter will set you up with two free courses and a bunch of free ebooks and even sound effects. They'll get you set up and teach you how to work in the world of video game music and sound. And if you're looking for more audio-related podcasts to listen to, this podcast is actually a part of the Audio Podcast Alliance, featuring a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. So if you want to check those out, hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.